Welcome to Saucer Cinema, the podcast about UFOs, aliens, and otherworldly phenomena in film, TV, and other media. I'm your host, Alex. On this week's episode, I'm joined by Brian White of Bring Me the Axe podcast to talk about Without Warning from 1980, directed by Graydon Clark. from Bring Me the Axe podcast, we're going to be talking about Without Warning from 1980. Without um, Warning. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, this, uh, so this movie has, is, is kind of interesting because it's like uh, often cited as a uh, kind of like a precursor to Predator. Right, yeah. I, I Until I'd seen this, like I had never actually, I've never actually heard anybody involved with predator like say that but i guess it's canonical like this is in the history books i can see it for sure oh for sure yeah it's like hey what if we uh you like do you like big like oiled up muscle men how about <laughs> if we took how about if we took all of those guys out of predator and we gave you a bunch of like crusty hollywood legends instead yeah <laughs> i mean it is a veritable rogues gallery of like uh just like crusty old character actors like uh Cameron Mitchell, Jack Palance, uh, uh, Larry Storch. Yeah, Larry Storch. <laughs> Mar- uh, Martin Landau. I, I yeah. forgot that he was in this. I was yeah. like, <laughs> I, I've seen this once, like about ten years ago, maybe. I, I think I, I think I downloaded it or something just to because I'd heard about it, and uh, but I for, totally forgot that he was in it. He's a significant part of it too, and like. Uh, yeah, that, that, the, the whole thing with these guys is really, really wild because like this movie seems like it was made against all odds because the the director is a guy named Graydon Clark. Yeah. And his like bread and butter is not this kind of business like he, he, he really kind of made his name with like uh, like sexy exploitation movies and like and like sex comedies that really have a, a strange understanding of what comedy is. <laughs> the weirdness of the movie also like is like the fact that it's like it feels like it's supposed to be set in summertime or something and it's clearly shot in autumn oh yeah yeah when they jump into that lake at the very beginning of the movie they're all like oh yeah oh, yeah it looks like they just cannot mask it those people are freezing yeah it's a really wild specimen too because like this is um this movie's made 1980 and so it's coming really hot on the heels of two like really hot exploitation video market properties like every at this point this is like for for when we do bring me the axe like this is kind of like right in our wheelhouse like our our kind of favorite period of of genre movies is like horror movies 1980 to like 1983 because like this is when everybody is like oh shit we want a piece of that halloween money yeah but like nobody really understands like what what makes a slasher movie 
or if there are at this point also there's really no rules so there's all sorts of like very gonzo strange horror movies that are just doing their best to be halloween or yeah following this one everybody wanted to be friday the 13th because this is also the first year the, the year friday the 13th came out yeah but curiously they're also trying to do their best to be like, hey, you like that Star Wars movie, uh-huh. huh? <laughs> so, like, they, like, smash a Star Wars movie together with a slasher movie, and, like, this is what you get. And somehow, it's not bad. It's way more interesting that it really kind of, like, it has any right to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, there's a lot more, like, going on with the characters. Like, I mean, it kind of reminds me of that movie. What was that movie? Uh, oh, yeah, Cue the Winged Serpent. <laughs> yeah. Whereas, like, this really, like, nuanced performance by Michael Moriarty in it as, like, this, uh, uh, like. Oh, yeah. As the, as the, like, the. the yeah. Hoodlum. Yeah. And, it, and it's, like, in yeah. the middle of this movie about a giant serpent just, like, chopping people's heads off and stuff. Yeah. That, that's the thing. That's the thing with Larry Cohen movies is he, he'll make the cheapest crap you've ever seen, but stuffed into it and somehow functioning perfectly well is, like, a really, uh, a very character like driven exploration of a, like a grander social uh, like item, you know, like that, that one in particular is really, really weird. It has a lot to do with like police corruption yeah. and, you know, uh, he did it with the stuff as well, yeah. which like everybody knows that one is like the killer yogurt movie, but like, that's got a whole thing about like, it's, 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 it's as heavily, leaning into like consumerism kind of in the same way that like they live does, but you know, it's operating on like a 10th of the budget. Yeah. So I guess I could, pro- that's definitely something I'd probably cover in the future on this podcast. Yeah. Uh, yes. Cause it comes from space. Like the predator thing. Um, to bring that back real quick. Uh, I, f- I also forgot that Kevin Peter Hall, who plays the predator plays the, the alien in this movie too. Yeah, yeah. Like if you needed a tall dude to to get into like a monster costume, Kevin Peter Hall was the guy. Yeah, called. and like he's he's uh, yeah, and like the alien in this movie. I mean, obviously it's a it's very low budget, so like the design, you're not talking, you're not getting like your Stan Winston quality designs for the most part. But I mean, well, except for the little yeah. those little starfish things are really big. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, he, yeah. What was it? He did. Uh, yeah. This. So this movie was made for like less than two hundred thousand dollars. Oh which wow! Is crazy. Yeah. And so, the a, a huge bulk of the budget went to Landau and Palance. So. <laughs> and then I can't imagine what what the the because all the a lot of the special effects in this are pretty janky, yeah. but the alien head is awesome. Like legitimately yeah. great. And also, somehow they got away. They they lured Dean Cundy into this. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, and like he's John Carpenter. This is only two two years before he shot the thing. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I think this was. I'm I'm not sure where this falls, but like this is the same year that he like he started using all of these crazy new camera and lens systems for Escape from New York. And you could see it a little bit in this movie also. So I'm, and I'm not sure which one happened first, but like, yeah, this movie looks like Halloween, like, like totally, crazy. Totally. Like the house at the end of the movie feels so much like um, the Michael Myers house at the end of Halloween. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, but yeah, the alien, yeah, alien design is interesting because like uh, it looks, the alien head looks so much like, um, 
uh, there's this famous Star Trek episode where uh, <laughs> it's the one that I think of. Except I always think of it as Kiff in at the end of uh, uh, the Futurama. Oh comics. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 but but like, but famously, the the, the Clint Howard alien, uh, the child alien, who's disguising himself as like this other alien in that episode. It's kind of funny. yeah. It turns out that that alien is a dummy, yeah. and the real alien is is baby Clint Howard just freaking everybody yeah, out. Even as even at that age. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and and, 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 but, and so, but it is a really cool like little alien head. They light it in some cool ways and some, some shots, and they they definitely know at least. Uh, Okay, they know that they don't have like the greatest looking costume, so they're they use it quite sparingly, which yeah. is good. Um, because I th- I think <laughs> some movies, oh yeah, as you know, like yeah, so sometimes it's better. Uh, sometimes it's better not to show the monster. Yeah, and they man, they really drag this one yeah. out. Like you catch, there's a lot of like shadow play yeah. and stuff, but they they don't actually show you the alien till about two thirds of the way into the yeah. movie, and the payoff. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty great. Like <laughs> like that. Sh- I talk about like the shot. I mean, I know they do. Yeah, the shot where like uh, Stumpa, she uh, when she's yeah. in the house and then the lights like fly yeah. all over the place. Yeah, that's that's the part that I'm saying because I think that's the first time you. Yeah, see it. at least at least a good, really good long look at it for sure. Yeah, because there's a couple of spots early on where they, they, he's he they they do these like wide shots and it's like you can if you're looking for it you can kind of see him there. Yeah. Um, I think early, early on when it, they're dealing with the Cub Scouts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, oh, God, that Cub Scout yeah. leader. Oh, my God. Okay, well, I guess we should get into the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Because it's a pretty simple movie, so the plot's not going to be too crazy. Oh yeah, yeah. I have a note also. The plot the, 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 on the on the poster on the you know also on the Blu-ray that yeah. I got. It's it says it preys on human fear. It feeds on human flesh. Uh, but does it? Because <laughs> I don't think we ever actually see this thing. Either. No, not never. No, no. Uh, it's like it's kind of it's kind of like kind of vague. Like why it is doing what it's doing. Like I mean. Uh, I mean, it, it's it's pretty menacing and creepy, but like it's kind of it's kind of yeah. vague. the whole hunting thing is kind of very very vague. I mean, except for like the fact that he stores his kills in a shed. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. At least I mean, I, Pred- I think the thing that Predator has over this, especially with that aspect, is that they have definitely have, there's like kind of rules for the Predator. Like there's like kind of like a uh, it, like if you have a weapon, it's gonna kill you. Like it kind of has like a sort of yeah or something. And this is like. No, this one's just this is just straight up slasher movie. Exactly, anarchy. exactly. Um, but yeah, so we begin with like uh, uh, a uh, a father and son, uh, <laughs> played by notorious uh, uh, B movie legend uh, Cameron Mitchell, uh, who's probably yeah. played paid with a case of beer. I'm sure. I know, hubba hubba. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and and his son, his adult son, who's uh, looks about like probably. 40 uh <laughs> he's, yeah he's definitely like he's like a 1980 20 yeah like this is a guy who's got some real miles Class, yeah classic 80s yeah 80s 80s quote-unquote teenager uh and he's and then you know he's you know he's just an asshole and his son is like why are we doing this and it's just like yeah, this is the thing about these two is um i i uh, upon rewatch it occurred to me that and I maybe it was a conscious thing, but like this is sort of like a, a riff on the central conflict in play that's a, kind of in the second half of Jaws. Oh yeah, where you've got Brody who kind of sits in the middle of the kind of 
push and pull between Quint and Hooper, where Quint is this like crusty old school, like man's man. And Hooper is the like new man who's like sensitive and intellectual. And there's a lot of yeah. that, like, you know, college boy derision and this this it's all here but with like none of the stuff yeah yeah i guess it's i guess it's a, a like 60s hangover thing for sure for sure like we're we're really feeling the end of vietnam with this and so that's so that's that's such a heavy theme that plays through a lot of this because also landau's character i don't know if they make it really clear but he's i think he's supposed to be like the damaged vietnam vet character yeah but he's he's looking a little old for uh for, for vietnam maybe korea i could see <laughs> i could see that yeah for sure yeah. but uh but uh but yeah so like these and and so that this uh cameron mitchell is like uh trying to hunt and he gets attacked by these starfish things um i'm not really sure what to call them i mean they're, they're like little sand dollars or starfish with teeth and... i call i just call them death pancakes. there you go death pancakes <laughs> that'll be the name of the episode death pancakes <laughs> yeah um Oh yeah, and that's the thing with those things. This is something that we we encounter a lot when when we're watching the movies that yeah. we do. We're doing it on these like modern high def like 4K transfers or at the very least, you know, it's a it's a, a, a very solid like Blu-ray presentation. Mm-hmm. And 35mm and VHS did a lot to sort of hide the shabbiness of a lot of special oh, yeah. effects. But like Oh man, like the the high def perf- like presentation of this one, you just like you see the like the wires that kind of fling <laughs> the, the the little starfish thing along. It's like it's doing this movie no favors. Yeah, yeah. That, I've noticed that too in a lot of like uh, blue mat Blu-ray uh, and high and, and higher def uh, remasters of old things. Yeah, you definitely like, see makeup scenes and things like that, and it's like, damn, this is just it's it makes you just realize this was never meant to be seen at, at high the fidelity. <laughs> That's right. Like, I'm sure that they were like, they were like, ah, you know, we can like, we could see the, we could see the wires in the dailies. And they're like, don't worry about it. Like, nobody's going to notice it when they, when they actually go to print them for 35. They're like, yeah, yeah, you're probably right. I mean, how good, how could good film actually yeah. look, you know, having no idea of what's to come. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 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 Like they would never have anticipated, uh, like just, well, I mean, I know VHS was coming up as this was filmed, I'm sure, but like, uh, but yeah, like, uh, yeah, definitely not like cable or DVD or Blu-ray or anything or, or streaming. Oh, right. Especially the old scanline like CRT televisions yeah. like you that like those that's those that technology was really working on your side. Like if you had crappy, not necessarily crappy special effects, but like if you're spe- if your stuff were wi- like involved a lot of wires. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had nothing to worry about with that stuff because like TVs, no, even the good TVs were like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna help you out still. But now, like, you could just see everything. Yeah, yeah, and it makes the, the rise of like uh, really like really bad CGI just more frustrating because it's <laughs> <laughs> that's the worst. Yeah, because it's like yeah. there's a certain charm to seeing the to like to seeing the bits and pieces that you're not supposed to see. That absolutely. So I, I, I give it a pass. Oh yeah, absolutely. Especially in a movie like this, it's so much fun to see. Like uh, like it, it, it's it's so charming because it, it's like. Oh man, you can see like the work that was done into there. I mean, you can, just appreciate, you can yeah. almost even if you like, you're oh, I figure out how they do it. You can appreciate the ingenuity of it. Oh yeah, especially if you're a special effects yeah. nerd, like being able to actually see how they did it now, that's that's a special thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I love that these these this weapon is never explained. No clue. There's always two of them, 
and you and it's it, we don't know why we don't know where they come from we don't know if he's got a bag of them or if this thing like grows them they just are i kind of love that because it's like you can fill your own blanks uh, oh yeah a modern movie would would be would just it would be unable to resist filling in those blanks there would already be a prequel for one of those little guys <laughs> yeah uh, but yeah, uh, but they, yeah, he's like the alien throws him like, like little, like little frisbees and they're like, it's so cool. Like they go in and they, they, they like dig their tentacles into the flesh and then they like start pumping out like Arby's sauce and snot or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's right. Cause you don't just get a little blood. You get that like yellow goo yeah. kind of like, from like phantasm. Yeah. It looks, it makes it just a little grosser. The movie doesn't go too hard on the gore and the grosses, but it makes it count when it does. Yeah, there's a couple of spots where it's like, ooh, okay. Wasn't expecting it to it to be to be that intense, but Yeah. Like when they first walk into the cabin and they see the oh, corpses, yeah. like that's pretty cool. But yeah, but then this is a remarkably a pretty low body count movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I think well, I mean, I guess off screen there's probably some more. Like I I'm pretty sure that, that Boy Scout troop gets uh, right i was like well yeah we'll get i was wondering i was wondering is he gonna kill those yeah. guys i i mean i i guess uh they were they didn't film it i, I think he did because like they they, the, they 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 report they described the the boy scout troop as missing yeah you never see them again so Cameron mitchell and his uh adult son are bickering uh and uh and the, you know the alien <laughs> throws these little that the flying death pancakes to uh to uh on Kara Mitchell and then the son's like what's going on and then yeah it's, just, it's yeah. all the it's, yeah it's pretty it's pretty cool yep and, but it's it's got a real wild angle where it's like ah you might have killed it if you'd if you'd been ready yeah. like if you if you hadn't been like thinking about those books and actually lo- like loaded that gun <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 hate to blame the victim but <laughs> also also his dad does that thing where like the kid like the guy's out front and he like he points his rifle at the kid's head. Yeah, I was like half a guy. Was I? I was like, oh, what? Did I forget that there was like some kind of like a, like scene where he was gonna try to kill his own son or something? <laughs> I mean, he uh, seems yeah. to hate his son enough. <laughs> I know, like, because I mean, this is not this is not just father and son bickering. Like, this is vitriol. Yeah, like, they despise <laughs> each other. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> then we come to these kids coming, or not kid. Well, I guess they're supposed to be. I don't know how old they are. Young, uh, young yeah. people, youth. Uh, <laughs> they come in uh, in a uh, was it a ba- van or something? Oh yeah, it's it's one hundred percent. Oh van. yeah, this is this is the high era of the uh, the luxury van. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah. And then it became the air minivan era not too long after that because I when my family had a, my parents had a minivan and all that stuff. Oh yeah, we also we also had a minivan phase. Yeah, you know we're introduced to like the two main characters plus the four the two. Uh, Soon to be dead meat people. They they find this uh is the was it like a rest like a gas station or rest stop? It's a gas station. Also, point of fact, that's David Caruso. Oh shit! Oh god! Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, I forgot. thirty years later, he's like putting on his glasses and taking them off and like making catchphrases on uh, CSI. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think this might have been his like his first his first movie. I, I'd have to look it up, but like this is real early on for him. Yeah. Damn, I forgot about him. Oh my god, I forgot that he was in that. Yeah, I was like, okay, redhead guy, blonde, Farrah Fawcett looking chick, and then you got your two main guy people. I don't remember what they're called, Sandy and something. Sandy and Greg. Sandy and Greg. 
uh, very classic 80s horror. Yeah, this is a very familiar slasher movie setup. So much, in fact, that it's not just that it's, you know, four kids going out to sort of this remote part where they're definitely going to be isolated. It's it. It looks like it looks a lot like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, yeah. In the way that it begins. And then also we run into not one, but two characters who are almost identical to crazy Ralph from Friday the 13th. Oh yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's the embarrassment of riches of this movie. It has, it has more than one it has two crazy guy, two crazy. Dude yeah. It's hitting and it's hitting every day. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and of course they stop at this gas station, uh, the, and they try And of course it's a, like basically abandoned and, uh, or nearly abandoned, and they uh, go. The girls try to use the restroom, and they go into the. Well, they try to go into the med, the the women's restroom. It's locked, and they go into the men's restroom, uh, and uh, where they see this uh, phrase on the wall written. Um, what was it? It was like this gloom and doom phrase. It's like no chance, no escape, no something. Yeah. And it, but like something to that that effect. It's like, and they're very, very like upset by yeah. it. Yeah. It looks like it was written on the wall in Sharpie. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I mean, I've seen way worse things written on bathroom walls. <laughs> yeah. mean, and, and and then all of a sudden, without flushing, <laughs> yeah. Martin Landau appears uh, yeah. out of the stall. What are you doing here? <laughs> That's right. I mean, to his credit, it's a little weird. But yeah, his in the this is just like the beginning. Like the tenor of his character throughout this entire movie is uh, like, you, you must have seen Life Force. Oh, that's one of my favorite movies. <laughs> I love it as well. You know how Steve Railsback is like sweaty and terrified. Oh yeah. The whole thing? This is basically Martin Landau's character from end to end in this movie. He is at an eleven the whole time. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's a blast. <laughs> and he's um, and, the, and like. Uh, he, they're kind of they're kind of like asking who what it means and he's like uh I'm, is it meant to be that he's I'm, is it implied that he wrote it or he i think he says something he, like like i don't understand you kids these days oh okay. so like so his whole thing is like i don't know you kids are crazy yeah they're looking around this uh the uh because caruso's good like like hey there's nobody here we could just take this gas and leave and greg's like or, or rather i think it's sandy who's like no we're gonna pay for it they go into it and it looks like nobody has set foot in this general store since the 1920s like there are thick cobwebs on the wall and like animal heads hanging on the wall all over the place there's just like there, there's an old-timey cash register which definitely has not been used since the 50s like it is a very yeah. strange set <laughs> Yeah, and and I love the shot because I love the how it how they like they, and of course all those uh, animal head trophy heads are like all over the wall and like yep. they're like panning through all across all of them and then all of a sudden we see Jack Palance's head pop up. <laughs> yeah, Jack Palance comes in and does basically what Martin Landau just did. Like this is a this is a county just packed with maniacs. You could you could have made them one character, but the, the filmmakers were like, nah, this this will be more fun. Nah, I think we need. I think we need two. Yeah, yeah. Especially, I think because it's like, well, I mean, maybe, maybe I'm sure like the, the the limited things they could do with the creature suit and all that stuff, they could probably just make it like, well, we could add more drama, more things going on with. Right, because there's way more 
conflict involving Jack Palance's character and Martin Lando, who I can't remember. I, I think they call him Sarge, Lando's character. Yeah, he's Sarge, for sure. And uh, Palance's character, I have no idea. I just keep calling him Palance. Also, I am preoccupied by his hair. Oh, yeah. I'm con- convinced it's a wig. Oh, really? I, I didn't I didn't pick up on that. I just thought... I, I, just thought I do not know this for, for certain, but like I think he's one of those actors who... I have only ever seen him elderly. It's like him and Landau. I'm surprised, like, like they're they're kind of like Wilford Brimley to me, who like even when he was like 40, he was like an old man. Yeah, I was thinking that exact same thing. I was like, I mean, I've seen him like younger with darker hair, but he always looked. He's like one of those people who was born looking old. You know, it's like it's like that. Like, and the fact that we've got so many of these like older character actors in this movie it's just shocking to me that we also didn't get like ernest borgnine or something because like it's they got everybody in fact jack palace tries to warn them away from the the lake uh he's like don't go to the lake there's a lot of hunters out there yeah it's basically you're you're all doomed it's got a death curse yes exactly (laughs) and then uh we cut i think uh is that when we yeah i think that's when we cut to the uh this is when we cut to the Cub Scouts, yeah. Yeah, one of my favorite parts here. This is the scout leader here. Uh, <laughs> he's ancient uh, scout leader who's, like, leading these kids. And uh, yep. and they're, like, he's, like, you know, telling him a little bit about the area. And they're, and they're asking him some questions about, like, the Indian tribes. And he goes, yes, this place is, uh, this is where the, the Guap Indians lived or something? The, the Guapo Indians. Guapo. <laughs> and they're like they were known for growing beans they were a green a bean right because the kids are like hey did they kill custer and he's like no they grew beans they were a bean growing tribe is what he says <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like god damn it i wish it i gotta look that up and see if he made that up i mean i it, yeah either it could be either way and <laughs> And of course, like he gets separated from them, and he's trying to like light, he's trying to like light his. He's like, ah, fuck it, I'm gonna smoke a cigarette. And he's, <laughs> yeah, and he's he's so dedicated to his job. To he's like, men, today I lead you into the forest, yeah. and there's no finer pack than you that I, you know, like it's it's just weird bit because the kids are barely paying attention. Like he's singing one song, and they're all singing like another one entirely. It's it's just chaos. They're a real Cub Scout pack, also. Oh, really? Yeah, they're listed as like Troop eighty seven in the credits. Oh wow, that's awesome! Oh man, yeah. what a fun merit badge I guess to get. <laughs> appear in a appear in a movie with drunken character actors. <laughs> but yeah, he gets of course attacked by the aliens. Uh, oh yeah, Death Pancake. Yeah, this is the first time that we actually kind of see the alien because he's he finds what he ends up doing is he finds the the Winnebago that the the father and son yeah. came in from. And then all at once he like turns and there's this like wide shot of the brush behind him. And you, if you're paying attention, you can see the alien sort of crouched and then it cuts back to him. And then he gets, yeah, then he gets killed. And then it's kind of implied that the alien kills, kills the kids, but like we don't see it and we certainly never see the bodies. So I guess maybe he, uh, ate him up like chicken nuggets or something maybe like maybe that's they're the ones that that like you know he's hungry for human flesh like they're the ones that he ate and after that he's just like okay i'm gonna kill a bunch more of these people and just kind of keep them in the shed for later yeah yeah just make some jerky (laughs) human jerky i just always find it hilarious that this alien just like just needs to keep his uh stuff in a shed 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not some like alien containment device or a well, spaceship. Well, that's the thing is as uh, what you well, now that you mention it, I'm kind of glad that they didn't feel compelled to like build a spaceship set because I don't think Predator really does that either. No, I, like I think there's a little scene at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. And then the Predator is just this beast in the forest uh and so like they never really go there they do it in the sequel but not in not yeah. in that one and they don't do it in this one either and so the shack is really kind of shabby and it's just a quality of the movie's budget but like i am so glad that they just did not feel like they needed to yeah i mean it does make it it does simplify it in a kind of more elegant way i guess than, yeah, than it would yeah. be like in like if you were adding like because oh. it would have been so shitty oh yeah they, yeah because like, i'm i mean i'm sure if they had more money they would have they would have done something like that but oh, yeah just the way what we end up with is just so much better yeah it's first it's a lot it's just yeah like a lot more elegant and uh as a sol solution even though it's just still kind of absurd to think about this alien just like yeah. storing its stuff in the shed yeah so the the next part is we so after the this the kids all run away and the and the scout leader's dead and we cut back to greg and sandy and the other two and the other two are in the lake like getting horny oh yeah, yeah. so greg and sandy are like fuck this yeah, and which, they walk and they walk away. Which, of course, in slasher movie language means they're going to be killed. Oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> they're dead. <laughs> yeah, make no make no mistake. Uh, but like this scene was so triggering for me because I have been the third wheel. Oh yeah, situations <laughs> so many times, and I totally get it because yeah. like I was the only one in my sort of like I, or I was one of like maybe two or three people in my social circle who had a car. Ah, and so like all my friends were always like, hey you want to hang out? And then I'd go over and they'd be like, Oh, it's me and my girlfriend. And by the way, we brought like one of her friends over so you guys can hang out. And we drive out to a spot and they do their thing. And I, it's just me and this girl who has zero interest in me. Oh yeah. Uh, just being like, what the fuck are we doing out here? Oh, so when I saw this. I'm like, God damn it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's one of the best things about slasher movies is like the, the teenage, that all that stuff. It's silly in those movies often, but like it is very relatable. Like all those like <laughs> teenage hijinks and stuff. Like almost everybody's gone through at least a little bit of that crap. And like it's yeah. always. <laughs> yeah, I will say this: Sandy and Greg have pretty good chemistry. Like as a couple, I do I like them. He's a little pushy. Yeah. But, uh, you know, but the two of them, like, I feel like they really did like get on pretty good as as characters that we were supposed to be we're supposed to believe that like, they've got a little bit of something there. But they also don't really push that angle on them. No, not really. Um, yeah. They're right. Like they never really come together as a sort of romantic item. Like every other, any other movie out there would have done that. Yeah. But not this one. I think they kiss at one point though. They might. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's probably like producer notes. Like these two have to be in love or something yeah. like that. But like it just, it never really pans out that way. And I think right. that I feel kind of feel like the movie kind of gains a little something for it. Because there's so many of these movies that are constantly just like slamming two characters together, regardless of whether or not like they, they have any sort of chemistry or they're written to have it. So like to, to sort of feel like there's no, none of that pressure in this one. It's it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and, and it really leaves more time for like the just the, the craziness of everything else. I, I, I always appreciate that when like uh, the, the, the filmmakers know their priorities. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so they get, of course, uh, discovered by the alien and killed, uh, and, or just, they disappear. Do, do we do, I think they just kind of vanish. Cause what ends up happening is like 
Greg and yeah. Sandy go off and they just kind of like have some conversations. It's a little bit of just like character building that they that they do. And then they come back and there's just like that towel on the beach left and there's nobody in the van. It's a Star Wars towel. Oh, really? Yeah, by the way, which is a thing that like a lot of these low budget cheapies were doing. Like, um, have you ever seen Laser Blast? I've actually never seen that. Not not even the Mystery Science Theater episode of it. Oh, uh, yeah. So, so um, Charles Band, like, yeah. thought he was being cute by, like, because <laughs> it's about this kid who, like, finds an alien weapon and it kind of corrupts him. And at one point, he, there's a big Star Wars sign. It just says Star Wars uh, <laughs> on, like, a big, like, billboard. Yeah. And he shoots and it blows up. And he thought, you know, Band thought he was being clever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they all feel they all they'll definitely feel compelled to like put a little Star Wars in their movie. Yeah, I mean at the time you couldn't probably avoid it anyway. It's- oh no, no, that was such a phenomenon, and this yeah. was God. This probably came out right around the same time that Empire uh, Empire Strikes Back yeah. came out. So a year after Alien too, I guess. Or but it was probably filmed, oh yeah, yeah. I imagine it was probably filmed maybe concurrently with Alien being released. Probably yeah, yeah. Like I, that, like I I drew a bunch of conclusions earlier on about like Friday the Thirteenth, but it was probably filmed around the same time as Friday the Thirteenth. Also, like yeah, seventy nine into eighty was like a real big year for horror movies. Sandy and Greg they do go looking for him and they find them in the shack. In the shack, yeah. Ooh. That shack. That shack is creepy too. It's like this little. It is because it's just this like fucking shed in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, that's the part that feels very Texas Chainsaw Massacre to me. It is. It's like, what was this doing here? Like, what? What was? What purpose was it built for? Apparently, I think it was actually built for the movie, but at the same time, it's like a serial killer cottage. Like, yeah. you go out here to like do your horrible business in private. Yeah, where I... no one can hear them screaming. I think there is a little sign that says something like water department or something. On That's it. right. It does say water. So department. It has maybe has something to do with the lake or something. Maybe a public park thing. Like a, like a pump or something. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. The alien, I guess just threw away the pump <laughs> or, or whatever. Yeah, just tossed it all out to make room for more bodies. Yeah. And then, uh, and, and of course they, and then, you know, they discover all these bodies. And of course that's like, that's pretty, pretty gnarly, gross, cool. Dork. It is. It's it, like, these are really good. Like yeah. some of the, cause like, and some of these are like dummy heads. Cause they got like holes in them and yeah, stuff. Like yeah. it's not like, just like a, a made up actor though. You know, a couple of them are, and I'll tell you like a, a good, there's nothing better to me than like a, a, in terms of special effects than a good dummy head. Yeah. Cause like when they're done poorly, they suck Yeah, and they stick out like a sore thumb. But when they're done really well, it's like indistinguishable from the real thing. I love that. And like, that's the, some of them here, they look really awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Especially like with their eyes missing goop coming out and all that stuff. Yeah. Ugh, it's so good. Yeah. So super creepy. gross. Yeah. Super gross. I love it. Cause it's, yeah, again, it's not just, it's not just bloody. It's got that like yellow shit. Yeah. Whatever that is. It's what, that's whatever comes out of the death pancakes. Yes. Yes. It's like, yeah, it's just, just, ew, just I don't, it's so mad. It's so gross. I love it. And <laughs> I mean, of course, they're like, oh, no. And then they get chased by one of the flying death pancakes and uh, yeah. they get to the car. They, it, like, And then we get, it, it gets stuck. And of course, the fucking van doesn't start, which yeah. is just even even by 1980, that was the tiredest trope. Yeah. They might as well like throw in a cat scare at some point. Oh, oh there is a screeching cat scare coming up. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, oh yeah, and then, um, and then the, the creature, the, the little creep, the death pancake creature thing, it like uh, attaches itself to the window, and it's like, yep, 
I mean, that's pretty. I mean, I was watching a very bad quality, a uh, very bad quality rip of this movie uh, on a, uh, hosted on a uh, video site that shall not be named. Speaking of like, well, there, there's a really, there's a couple of really good options for owning in this movie, which I, you know, I, I ordered this. I think Kino Larber had a had a sale, and I was like, I can't resist that. Yeah. This and it's really their version of it is just like a reissued version of the old Scream Factory yeah. release, and those are really really good because it also comes with like a bunch of extras that are Ooh, nice. um, like interviews with the cast. Like Greg and Sandy have a bit. Like I think both of them went on to do like I think like soap opera stuff. But that, that looks that looks about right. That guy looks like a soap opera actor. Yeah, yeah, but like they stayed fairly fairly active. Oh, okay. I think they I think they might still be still be acting, but I, I don't think I can't even remember my name. So yeah. I don't think I've seen them in anything recently. But uh, <laughs> that, that that disc, that Kino disc is really, really nice. It's a good looking disc. So yeah, so the Death Bay King attached itself to their, their van and they just they just like, get rid of it with our windshield wipers. They wipe it off with the windshield wipers. Also, we start to see like the side like the inside side door handle like moving like, oh, yeah. like the, the aliens trying to get in and she's like oh my god somebody's trying to get in and it's like lady look in the fucking side mirror <laughs> oh yeah i didn't think about that <laughs> yeah well i mean the, yeah. the guess the filmmakers did get it over get one over on me <laughs> yeah and then eventually yeah eventually they do get the car started which yeah oh thank god then we're taken to this bar this country bar yep a little nowhere um and they and like he's like stay here I mean, why don't they just go both go both go in? I, I know, I know. It's like another another one of those horror movie tropes. You wait here, I'll be right back. <laughs> and of course, he's not going into some like dark basement. He's going into another like a bought like a honky tonk filled with more craggy faced character actors. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I mean, this is like the the things these these faces have seen. <laughs> <laughs> Is a bartender lady somebody famous? Uh, she looks. I think she, I think she is. She she's got a face that I'm like I've seen her before, mm-hmm. but I can't I can't I can't place her. Mm. Yeah, and um, I you know, and they're like almost like anticipating that they're gonna be like really hostile to like oh. You can't. Oh, sure, because, I mean, that's, like, every setup as you walk in and, like, the piano player stops or, like, there's a record scratch or yeah. something like that. But instead, they're like, hey, come on in. Pull up a seat. What can I get you? Yeah, it's nice. I, like, I was like, oh, that kind of – I was actually visibly – I think like, actually relieved when I saw Because <laughs> some of these faces are grim. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, you, I mean, I would – I mean, yeah. These are, these are people who have, like, never, ever uh, been near, like, a uh, – a Starbucks or something. They yeah, they have not once ever eaten a green vegetable. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh my god! And um, yeah, and of course, like so, and Martin Landau is there. He's just like yep. in the, he's like playing pool, or was he playing pool? He's playing pool. Yeah, yeah. And and uh, this is where we really kind of figure out. Oh, he's like crazy. Oh, he's crazy. Okay, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a shell shock veteran. They call him a Sarge. Okay, we get it. Now. Okay. Yeah, and he is putting on a clinic in eyebrow acting. Oh yeah, <laughs> and of course, you know they're like, okay, I guess I, I, I'm glad that they didn't spend too much time on not like, oh, we don't believe you, crap. Like that always right. that always kind of irks me in movies. Like I mean, it's up to a point. I mean, I, yeah, because he comes in and he's like, all my friends are dead. They're gonna kill us. 
we got to call the police. But and the and the bartender's like, no, why don't you just sit down and tell us everything that just happened, like he just told you, and then maybe we'll call the cops. It's like, wait, he called the cops. Like this guy is, uh, it doesn't. You don't have to believe him about aliens or nothing, but like, yeah. You know, he's he's telling your story. Meanwhile, Sandy has gotten out of the van and is just like fleeing into the forest <laughs> and runs into Palance. Yeah. Oh. Creeping in the bushes, apparently. Oh my god, yeah. That, well, imagine, oh god, that is like the worst thing to run. I mean, imagine running into Jack Palance like anywhere, let alone right. the woods. <laughs> also, also, it's nighttime. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! I mean, I would that would be terrifying. And uh, I mean, she, I think she sees the alien right briefly, and that's what causes her. Yes, to... yeah, because we see we get a little more of that shadow stuff. Yeah, where the alien like is its shadow is like projected against the van, and that's when she like gets out and, and runs. Yeah, we see the outline of its like bulbous head, which is really cool. I love. I always look yeah. like those, those little. Those little I love a bulbous head alien. Yes, me too. This little, little yeah. I, lo- I mean, exactly. And like, do you see that little? Oh, it's so cool. And, uh, and then, uh, uh, you know, and, and, and so like, you know, he's, they go, of course they go back out to go look for Sandy and she's not there. And, yep. and he's like, and they go back in and then, uh, Palance carries her in and he says, I believe this belongs to you. <laughs> I believe this belongs to you. I, don't, I can't. I wish I could do his voice like that. That, that like you know, that's that's it's pretty good. It's God. pretty good. I'm, I'll I'll give I'm gonna give you that. Yeah. I mean, I when I was a kid, I used to do impressions of him doing uh, the Batman and Batman. You know, like uh, yep. You're my number one guy. <laughs> <laughs> or like uh, was it City Slickers? Yeah, that was his big. Uh, that was his City big... Slickers. Yeah, he's uh Curly. Yeah, yeah. I crap right in the All that shit, and um. This whole thing with the power going out, the sheriff coming. Right. Yeah. The power goes out, of course. Power goes out, and they're all like, ah, this happens all the time, which, eh, I mean, if it happens all the time, I guess you are going to just going to brush it off. What's unclear is how long the alien has been there. That's a good point. Because, like, we, we, there is no really sort of established timeline. We don't see it arrive. So we have no idea how long this thing's been kicking around. Yeah, exactly. And like, and so like when they're talking about power outs, well, maybe the power outs, maybe the aliens causing the power outs. Is that what we're supposed to think? I think, I think that's the implication here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're just used to it. But <laughs> at this point. Yeah. Cause at this point also Sarge has overheard Greg's like mutterings and he's like, see, I told you it's them. It's those aliens. It's them critters. They're here. And it's like, I don't know if critters are really the word, man, but yeah. Well, uh, maybe the, yeah, like, the death pancakes, I guess, could count as critters. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. But yeah, he is, he is, all of a sudden, like, his affect just takes a turn, and uh, yeah, he's in Greg's face, like, the whole time, just, like, breathing down his neck, and, and everybody's like, ah, you're just crazy. Yeah, okay, then the sheriff shows up. Right, because, like, I think Greg and Sandy take Palance out to where the shack was, because that's their whole thing, is there's a shack, yeah. there's, there's also these these pits out there, to which he's like, oh, yeah, don't worry about that, Sarge has been digging them forever trying to trap these aliens. I'm like, really? Because that's a big fucking pit. How many of them are there? Yeah. Oh, yeah, she falls into it at one point, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. right. And then um, this is what, this is the part that kind of made me laugh, is, like, okay, literally the sheriff shows up, we never see his face either. He's just like totally in silhouette. I guess they, they're so paranoid that they think it's going to be the alien. And then they, uh, Landau shoots. That's right. Yeah. That's how he ends up in the police car. Okay. Yeah. Literally. I shot the sheriff. 
<laughs> I guess he did not shoot the deputy. Oh, yeah. Everybody in this movie is armed to the teeth. It's very, very American. It's rural America, yeah. I mean, I would never expect any less. Uh, it, it, <laughs> yeah, so like, so yeah, so now there's like a dead sheriff, and they're all, I mean, again, we don't really go into that later, but I just, I just think it's so funny. Like, there's this whole thing with the, the calling the police, and the police show up, and <laughs> yep, they just dead. kill him. Uh, and so, like, yeah, they go with uh, Palance, and we learn here that he is just as crazy as Sarge, oh, yeah. but just he's way more chill about it. Yeah. He's like more about the who he, he wants to he wants to hunt the alien. He wants to hunt the alien because that's his thing. Like is we're in this in this really kind of fraught scene early on when they're in the gas station. They're like, "Did you shoot all? Did you kill all these animals?" And he's like, and this is when all of a sudden he goes from like hostile to amiable. But like all he wants to talk about is hunting. Yeah. And so yeah, like we learn that he's like a hunting superman and like no. Prey would be more like exciting than uh, you know something from outer space, I guess. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like, uh, and also there's like this thread, like I guess, sort of thread throughout the movie with these, with a lot of like the younger characters going like disgusted by the hunting because it's like, oh, what's yeah, crazy. yeah. I mean, which I mean, again, I mean, I, 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 I'm not a hunter at all. I mean, but I, I just, I, it's just funny to me like being sorry because like I'm, I mean, I live in fucking South Carolina, so. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like I live in the woods too, and like, man, like everybody does it up here. But I, I get the conflict between the old, crusty weirdos in the woods and like the new, fresh-faced young uh, kids. Uh, yeah, it's a theme that just keeps coming up. Like they, I, I guarantee they stole it from Jaws because like this movie is just lifting all of its moves from other other movies. Oh, absolutely. But like from this point on, like this, I swear to God, we are like thirty minutes into a ninety-minute movie, and for a solid hour now. It is just going to coast on this sort of tension between Sarge and the kids and then yep. Palance and the kids and then the kind of uh, inevitable conflict between the two. I, I could, I've, I've watched this movie uh, like earlier this year, I think, and I completely forgotten during the last viewing of it that I did for this. What a slow mover it is, because like I have very fond feelings for this movie, but like I, it hits a groove at a certain point where it's like, oh shit, like okay, get comfortable, because we're just gonna be, they're gonna monologue for a long time now, and then they're gonna, they're gonna, it's like Palance and Landau are just tag teaming with monologues. Yeah, and there's like a lot of repetition of like going around, like a lot, of, just a lot of sneaking around the woods. It gets kind of samey for a little while. Yeah, and. uh they're, uh, uh, the, so they jump off the bridge and one seat, there's that, that, that well, oh, I think, what's his name? Uh, they stop the police car, get to the back seat. Oh, yeah, because, yeah, like... Yeah, because uh, what's happening is we get a little bit more of alien attack stuff where it's now throwing the pancakes at night, and I love that they that they have like that glowing edge to them. Yeah, that was a cool touch. And it kind of it kind of it kind of takes Palance out of the action for a little bit. And they flee and they end up on the road and that's when the police car comes in. They're like, "Yay, we're saved." Yeah. And they get in the back and they're like, "Okay, uh-oh. All this crazy shit's happened and everybody's dead and there's a monster running around." And then they're like, "Hey, we're going the wrong way. The police station's that way." And it cuts to the front. It's fucking Sarge driving the police car. Oh yeah. It's like, "Oh no." Yeah, that's your that's cl- your classic like that scene in Texas Chainsaw, as, you know, where you think, oh, oh right, right, I'm safe. Yeah, well, nope. she, yeah, she thinks that that she's all good, and it's uh, and Hardesty is now in the clutches of the old man. Oh yeah, this is one of my favorite parts in the entire movie. When he stops, at least, and they, he uh, 
they may uh they, they stop and he tries to like because he's convinced for some reason he is convinced that they are like body snatcher aliens pretending right. to be humans or something yeah and yeah which i which is funny it's such a leap to make from like aliens here trying to kill us to oh they're like that, that i mean that's just from a movie. I mean, you know, it's like, <laughs> I mean, I mean, why would you assume that the aliens are instantly just like that? I, I, yeah. I mean, I, oh, well, you know, he's crazy. He's crazy. So it's, yeah. you know, that's where, it's, it's, that's where it's coming from. But it is such a, it is a, such a leap because it comes out yeah. of nowhere. It's not like yeah. he's mentioned it before. It's just like this dawned on him while they were driving. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, and of course, so he's like, so they, you know, they're like, okay, and they turn to play along with it just so they can just get him to put down his gun. And then the uh, Greg does like this whole improvisational like uh, story, like he does a pretty good job actually yeah. <laughs> of like pretending to be an alien. I mean, to go along with it, he's like, yes, <laughs> uh, we are here, part of the alien invasion force. Uh, your planet is divided into seven sections. He was like clearly just trying to like like wrestle some kind of like half remembered B movie from his child, like watching on TV as a kid or something and try and make it to a, uh, to use it in this yep. like really crazy situation. <laughs> yep. And it works. Cause he, he catches him off guard and he, cause like also, cause at this point Lando's got him at gunpoint. Mm-hmm. And so like he's, he's bullshitting him and just to get him into a position where he can like knock him back or sort of like get the gun out of his hand or something like that. And that's what, what does eventually happen is, they manage to flee again. And that's, I think this is when they end up in that sort of house in the woods, right? Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they stumble across this, uh, like this house in the woods and it's been abandoned for a while. Um, you know, they're just trying to like relax a little bit, you know, it's like, yeah, it's oh, a okay. place to chill and get some rest. Cause they've been on the run since the afternoon, basically. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because I think they escaped from, uh, Sarge by jumping off a bridge. Yep, and yeah, they kind of tumble down the hill and all that. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's it's been a pretty exciting day. Yeah, which honestly has a parallel predator. You know, there's that part where Arnold is going off the, uh, you know, the 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 waterfall and all that. That's stuff. right. You know, so it's like, I mean, I mean, that movie is actually way has way more slasher DNA than a lot of people uh, give it credit for. <laughs> it is kind of like, I mean, it is like basically a, a one by one kill off thing. I mean, it's obviously. Oh, oh, 100%. Like, in a lot of ways. Like, it's it's mostly... It's it's a slasher movie also. It's just got really kick-ass special effects and, like, a great monster. And, you know, yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger, like, hamming it up the whole time. So, like, yeah. the, the sort of subtler qualities of it get lost, and it's just a kick-ass action movie. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, it's one of my favorite movies. That's I, I, one of the first, like, super gory movies my dad let me watch as a kid. Yeah, I think that, like, I th- I'm thinking back to that one also. Like, that was, that that one and, like, Die Hard kind of came out, like, as a oh, one yeah. punch. And I think I saw those, and those were some of the first, like, R-rated movies I think I did actually see. Both John McTiernan. Uh, John McTiernan had, like, a little role there for a little bit. He was, like, he was... He was the king of like the high the high concept action movie for a little while. Oh yeah, but yeah. So they find this house. They're they're getting comfortable. Um, yeah, because they go in and we get that cat screech jump scare, and I'm like, God damn it, you guys! Yeah, we get the we, and doesn't work, and now we get the cat screech. They can't. They just can't help it. They gotta can't help it. Gotta have a jump scare. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Taylor. That's that's what his name was. That's what his name is. Because that's right. Because I kept thinking Taylor, like in, uh, in Planet of the Apes. Taylor, yes. This is where he explains. Okay, I you know I want to hunt the alien. I'm a, this is a this is a hunter from outer space. I want to I want to hunt him too. Yeah. 
and there's and there's a lot like a lot more running around and stuff. <laughs> yeah, because there is a bit like it's 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 a one of the movie's sort of quieter moments because it has been sort of keeping you at this like kind of fever pitch for a little while, or at least the best approximation of a feature fever pitch that the movie can produce, which you know it it, it works, but it definitely gets a little exhausting after a while. So it's got to give you a bit of a break as we kind of turn the corner into the final act, which is just around the corner, but. Right here, they're in this house, a couple of tender moments. There's that thing that she gets kind of carried away with, with the this music box. Yeah, yeah. She's And it's like, is this her? Oh, no, she's just reminded of a music box she used to have. Just reminded of it, yeah. Yeah, it's just a little, it's just a little character moment that just, I don't know, It's I think it's supposed to go somewhere, and it never does, because eventually the music box gets broken. It, during yeah. one of the more one of the more action packed scenes, and then she like goes and gets a little sleep, and he says, "I'm gonna stay up. I'm gonna watch over you. I'm gonna make sure nothing happens." And he's like, "I think he's like filling a pot of water to boil. Like, yeah, makes yeah. food." And then he like goes to see what's up with her, but the shadow remains, and you realize it's the alien that's been sort of like watching yeah. him the whole time. And I thought that was a very nice little touch. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. That 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 was super creepy, and. Uh, he goes up, also he goes up to the and he sees that the, the, the water's flowing into the pot. Yeah. Like I'm, was that Taylor who turned it on or the alien? No, no, he just left it on. Oh, he just left it on. But okay. there is there is like some emphasis placed on this detail that I don't really understand. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I was confused by it. I thought like, oh, this is supposed to mean like some okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know what that meant either. <laughs> or maybe you're right. Like maybe like maybe the alien turned it on. Like who honestly, I don't know. Yeah, it's very confusing. But um, but I will tell you one thing, one thing that I definitely was not expecting, because they set these two up like they're going to go the distance this whole movie. Yeah. And I did not see Greg dying. No, no. And he get, and it's, it's the way they reveal it, it's really like a classic. It's uh, great. It's the it's the the psycho mother turning. Exactly. Around yeah. It's so good. It's so yeah. good. Like another she, another move that they're lifted from other horror movies. But yeah, yeah. What, what she does is she sees him in the chair. He doesn't answer her call. So she turns it and he's got one of the pancakes on his face. And it's like he's got that kind of like that look Ooh. again on Futurama when they have the brain slugs on where their eyes are all yeah. like j- janky. But yeah. then she turns and this is the first time that we see the alien and it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, the lights going back and forth. The yeah, because the, yeah, the only thing is just like a, a bear. It's not a bear bulb, but it's like a one of those like hanging lights, and it's just yeah. swinging all over the place. And uh, yeah, it's it's pretty cool how they how they shot it. Yeah, it's just like such a classic, simple, simple horror movie thing. I love yeah. it. I mean, it's just so. I love that this is. It's one of my favorite genres because it's just like there's so many things that are. It could do. I mean, with somebody. If they know what they're doing, you could do so much for just so little. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know? Just like just a guy in an alien costume and a and a and a, a light going back and forth and the shadows playing. Oh god, it's so Oh yeah, weird. that's all Dean Cundy too. Like that's the Yeah. Because like his whole thing is the way that like he, he he presents light sources is always like it's really hard and sharp light with like defined lines and rays yeah. and stuff. He's like that guy's just the best. But also, like, I mean, to your point, though, like a lot of these B-movie directors definitely had developed that as a skill of like just squeezing the most out of his out of uh, like a small amount of money. Like Roger Corman, like made a. Oh, yeah. 
massive empire out of it. And like, I'm pretty sure Graydon Clark was also operating on a similar wavelength. Like, I don't think, I'm not sure any of his movies really had this kind of ambition, like, cause nothing that came after it certainly did. Like he was doing like kind of Porky's ripoffs after this, oh. but, <laughs> you know, and before it was like Satan's cheerleaders and stuff like that. So like, this was, oh, this, yeah. this is a really weird entry in his, in his oh, career. Weird. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I think thing is because I've seen, I've also seen movies from that era that were like didn't even bother with like light and shadow. It was just like they had the rubber suit out in the open. Oh yeah, like, yeah, like it's uh, the biggest mistake on that kind of budget movie, you know. Night Beast comes to mind. Where yeah, like, you know, Octo Man. Have you ever seen Octo Man? Yes, I have seen Octo Man. <laughs> Which kind of reminds me of this, and in some ways, like it's just like, except except way that this is way more artful. Yeah, they spent all their money on a really sweet monster costume, and god damn it, that thing is going to be in the movie. Like it's just. Yeah. It's, nothing artful about it it's just a drive-in movie yeah this is also a drive-in movie but there's a little something to it you know yeah yeah it's got definitely i mean it's got atmosphere you know which is like that like that's all i mean you gotta have that to make it a good horror movie and like it's uh, like like that at least something that's gonna be leave some kind of like scare i don't know you know what i mean (laughs) yeah it leaves an impression you know it's the sort of thing that makes it kind of memorable this movie i i feel like this one is just evades success yeah and I, it bit... really deserves to be seen by more people but i can also see why because there is a humongous sag in the middle of it uh, that yeah, I'm sure, yeah that i'm sure has resulted in a lot of people turning it off yeah exactly that part is the, is honestly the the the, the part that kind of like yeah because there's, there's like a lot of repetition of like and a lot of samey kind of like oh we're going back here oh now we're going back here yeah we're going back here which is actually what i hated about that um that recent movie that we were talking about, the what was it called? The, the Hulu one that came out recently. Oh, no one can save you. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, we're going here now. Okay. Oh, no, we're going here now. Oh, we're going here now. Okay. Oh, yeah. Now we're going oh, here. We're, we're upstairs under the bed. Okay. Now we're back down in the kitchen. Oh, now we're back upstairs under the bed. Now we're back in the kitchen. Yeah. Yeah, and there's like, oh, and there's another alien. Here's another alien. It's and it's like God, I gotta tell you, I feel really weird because I feel like I am one of the only people who just is not gushing over that one. Yeah, and I don't understand it at all. There's been a couple but very quiet. They're like, Thank God I thought I was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean the first like I don't know, 20, 30 minutes are kind of okay. And then it just like gets so repetitive it and goes, stupid. It, yeah, it doubles back. It kind of does the same old thing. And the problem, I think my, my, my biggest problem with that movie is that it takes things, scenes, elements from other movies and just kind of th- thrusts them into, into its own. And kind of the whole thing hinges on the fact that there's not a, like, there's not really no spoken words in it. Yeah. And just it, it rides on that gimmick. And not, yeah. you know, while all of the, the sort of central action has just been done better in other movies. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just like too much chasing shit. Like, I mean, I like, I mean, I don't mind chases. Because, yeah, so right before this, there's a bit of chase with the alien and Sandy around the house. And yeah. then she, and then, and then, and then Taylor from out of nowhere, this guy is always in the right place at the right time. Like, yeah. Cause she's cornered by the alien, like in a, like a crawl space or something like that. And he just like pops through with his rifle and like gives it a couple of shots and saves her. And then they go back to the shack, which yeah, he's got like rigged to explode with dynamite. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the alien and- is just standing there conveniently. Yeah, he's <laughs> just there. He's just like, okay, come on. Let's, yeah. like, let's get this done but, we, but we do finally get to see this thing, like, full body. Yeah. It's got a neat costume, big head. Like, the whole thing is, it's a really good-looking good looking movie monster. 
Yeah, yeah. Also, like, it's got some, uh, a little bit like a netting kind of thing, which is yeah. kind of what Predator has, too. Which is That's like, right. That's like, yeah, so, I mean, they're the Predator parallel parallels and, and are very kind of eerie in it, even though, like, I, I, I just had no idea if, like, people made Predator. Because, like, a lot of the decisions that, that were made in Predator were made on the fly because they had to... Uh, they had to adjust for the, yeah, for the costume, right? Yeah, yeah, which because the original was played by Jean Claude Van Damme, and, and like if you see like the old footage of that costume, it's it's pretty crappy. Yeah, it's worse. Than, it's it's way worse than the one in this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like everybody kind of converges on this on this scene because Sarge shows up, and Sandy and Taylor are are already there, and then the alien is there, just kind of like staring at him, like what are they doing over there? Sarge goes up to him, of course, like. He's like, does he say anything to the alien? There's like some, there's like something where like he says aliens don't need doctors. <laughs> it's just like a line I like. Yeah, he's just he's just going crazy. Because honestly, let's let's face it, mental illness is the real monster in this movie. Absolutely, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, like the the trauma of like the the post Vietnam era of like the, the just festering in America. Yeah, because like he because he, he doesn't you know he doesn't charge at it or anything like he he just kind of like stumbles toward it and then is just amazed when the alien kills him with more of the pancakes. Yeah, and so yeah, that's that's when their whole thing is is like okay now the alien is too far we had to lure it over to the shack sort of thing and there's the kind of heroic sacrifice yeah because everybody's crazy now yeah <laughs> oh yeah also they shoot the alien and like, they shoot it, like... the alien and it's the craziest effect because he like shoots him and then there's like a seconds long pause before there's this like gout of alien blood yeah it looks like i thought it was water it looked like water just coming it, out or something it's like it's like very it's very thin it's very yellowy Oh, okay. I it was. I, I mean, the, the 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 version I saw was like very like blurry. It's yeah, like, oh, it might. It's just it. like it's in it, it, the the way that it's coming out of the alien is like somebody just turned a hose on. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and he's like, oh. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Hardly affected by it. It just kills Sarge, and then uh, Taylor, like, or then of course Taylor goes and like, and, and then he's like, you know, push the dynamite, you know, sacrifices him, and like. That's pretty much it. They blow up the alien. Yeah, they blow up the alien. And there's there's like a little bit of tension there because like the it's one of those like classic like cartoon TNT plungers. Yeah, but it, yeah, yeah. But it doesn't go off when she when she throws the plunger. So like it's gonna keep the alien occupied and then you know it's sort of like, oh shit, she's the real threat, so it starts to go towards her and then she figures it out and boom, the whole thing is goes up. And you could tell that they loved that explosion. Oh yeah. Because you get it several times yeah. from several angles slow-mo and regular time <laughs> like, oh yeah we even got a close-up of the alien uh costume burning yeah yep, it's yep. pretty cool it's like uh it reminded me a lot of the darth vader return the Jedi. that's yeah yeah that, that's that's definitely um a quality to it it's it's a it's a pretty good conclusion but like I'm not sure if we're supposed to think that taylor is like heroic or something kind of in the same way that like because He's got a lot of uh, Loomis qualities to him, like from Halloween. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and I've only recently kind of come to find out through just fan channels that people have always sort of seen him as kind of like a knight in shining armor type character. I'm like, I have never thought of him that way. No, no, he's more, he's more like, he's more, I've always thought of him more like Quint or something. He's, like he's obsessed. obsessed and like, yeah. 
and like crazy. And that's kind of the same thing here where like, is Taylor supposed to be like heroic here? Because yeah. it's a sacrifice, but also he's a lunatic. So yeah. <laughs> it's he's really fun. hard to say. And he's like menacing and mean the entire movie. Like there's no likable scene with him whatsoever. How does it kind of feel to be like the only survivor or something like this? And like, how do you explain this to anybody? Oh, right. Yeah. Um, God, what was oh, like? Yeah. Kind of at the uh, like thinking about uh, no one will save you. Yeah. You get to the end of that one. And it's like, how the fuck do you explain this to somebody who wasn't there? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I got to admit, by the end of that movie, I was mentally checked out. I really kind of, <laughs> I, I, I kind of, the last like half hour is like a blur to me. That one really does kind of, was kind of like begging me to shut it off. I stayed with it out of sight. I was so, I was so pissed off because like people were hyping it up and like, I, you know, me, I, I'm a, obviously a huge mark for alien movies. I love that shit. Yeah. And, uh. I mean, it does. I mean, I, I obviously prefer them when they're good, but I mean, nah. <laughs> I like a good movie, you know. Yeah, but you know, I don't mind if it's like just trashy fun too. I, I mean, and, and oh yeah, that's yeah. the thing with me is is I am. I it's it's something that I talk about frequently where like I am just not terribly interested in like conventionally good movies like I really do trade in trash yeah um, and like I'll I'll like as long as it's weird or there's like something to something that makes it interesting like this has yeah. a lot of that to it like yeah. without warning is just weird through and through it's it's it wears its budget on its sleeve there's so much craziness and just gonzo qualities to it that i'm just like way more interested in something that is flying by the seat of its pants than something that is like carefully considered and like really kind of going for for quality even though you know i do there are plenty of like good movies that i that i like that people you know would would also consider good but like i would watch breaking two before you know i'd watch oppenheimer my favorite thing about these low budget movies is like the ingenuity with the like doing as with as much as you can with as little as you have you know that's yeah that's, i love that yeah oh and that's it's what like i mean that's really what makes halloween work is yeah it had like a very like a really really small budget less than a million bucks but john carpenter set out like not to make money because that's honestly that's what drives a lot of exploitation movies I mean, oh that's, yeah that's absolutely. the whole that's the backbone of exploitation that's why they call it exploitation but like if you set out to make a good movie and like that's your that's that's your mission the whole time, like it doesn't matter how much money you got, like as long as it's coming from like an honest place yeah. and you're doing it in earnest, like the end product usually comes out being pretty good. Like in without warnings case, like I think the really the real draw for me that kind of makes it very interesting is just how gleefully they're ripping off other movies and how they're jamming like two disparate genres together where they're like everybody likes everybody likes star wars but we're not going to try to make a star wars movie because like the movies the star wars ripoffs that came in in the wake of that oh yeah suck oh yeah they're so abysmal yeah like uh space pirates and shit like that i i like um space raiders i don't know like battle beyond the stars battle beyond the stars that spaceship's got boobs it's so weird totally uh, and like Luigi Cozzi's, uh Star Crash is also well, that one. That one's kind of awesome. Actually. That one's awesome for really yeah. like all the wrong reasons. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's a, a fun utterly movie. abysmal. Like, but it's fun you as can't hell. do a star. It's like, you can't do a space that. opera if you don't have the money to do a space opera. Right, 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 you know? right. 
Well, they certainly tried. They did. They, they tried. <laughs> God damn, they tried. But like, yeah, like this movie is just like, okay, we can't do Star Wars, but we can have some alien shit in here. Yeah. And like, yeah. and then we can also like, everybody loves those slasher movies, so we'll do all these horror movie stuff. Also, we'll, we'll make it recognizable in that way. And it, and it definitely, I think that's why I like it as much as I do because, two, with the exception of Predator, there's not a uh, Night Beast, I guess there's really not too many movies I can think of that kind of do the alien invasion as slasher movie thing. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. And, and like, it's, it's, I mean, there, there, yeah, exactly. There are a few, I think there are a few movies that were the alien, the monster is technically an alien, but it's like the alien thing is incidental to it. But this yeah. is more like, I feel like the fact that it's like an intelligent creature hunting you is part of the main thing, even though like the motivation or reasoning of it isn't quite as developed as it is in Predator. Right. Yeah. Like it's definitely the plot is paper thin and like most of the drama and the tension comes from character actors just vying for scenery to chew, you know? (laughs) So because like there is a long bit where it's just like, okay, now we're with this crazy guy. Now we're with this crazy guy and his eyes are crazier and crazier. Yeah. (laughs) So many eyebrows and just craggy, like wrinkled faces. Just Oh, it's so awesome. Yeah. Uh, I love it. It's yeah, it's wild. I love it. I, it's 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 not it's not a good movie, but it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, it's got it's got a lot. Of, I mean, I I think it, I mean, there's ways you could probably make it tight, tighten it up, and make it better. But like, it is it is like like I said, it is like a perfect like example of that kind of filmmaking, which which makes it endearing. And and also, I mean, there are some decent ass scares and and gore scenes and, and effects and stuff. Yeah, like when it does, like what they set out to do, when they deliver, you know, it it comes across really well. Like you know, this is a a special effects movie made on a a, a regional slasher movie budget. So like, and then they they pull it off somehow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and um, oh yeah, I forgot to mention that one little uh, button at the end of the movie. There's like that little uh, like narration, like uh, what does he say? Oh, that's right. It's like a a shot of space, you know. (laughs) And there's like I think it's I'm not sure if it's is it Landau or is it Palance? I think it's Palance. Yeah, saying something about oh, if you think we're alone in the universe, oh yeah, we're not. They're coming, you know that kind of thing. (laughs) Yeah. They needed their watch the skies moment or something. Yeah. Uh, completely unnecessary, but I, God bless them. Oh yeah, no that 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 really that I love that kind of thing. That kind of like like those oh, are there. They're coming for you. Oh, you oh know, yeah. Love- okay. Well, that's another thing. That's uh, the end of the original invasion of the body snatch. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. All that yeah. shit. I love that. It's, they're just uh, pull, they're just pulling everything out of the hat. It's so great. Yeah, I love it. And uh, so that's uh, without warning. Uh, I, like we said, I, I really, I did enjoy this a lot. I mean, it does sag in the middle, but generally speaking, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a cool little example of uh, fun B movie filmmaking from the early eighties. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. The year was 1980 and uh, <laughs> there were no rules and you could just do whatever you wanted. Yeah. Um, and you cover a lot of these things on your podcast too. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like uh, the, I think the first 10 episodes of, of the podcast are like, movies made between 1979 and 1983 it's it's we've kind of got a thing anything else to plug or anything else to uh uh talk about before we go uh you know just uh you know check out our podcast it's bring me the axe 
Um, yeah, do it. Do check it out. It's a lot of fun. We, uh, we're uh, bi-weekly right now. At the end of the year, I think we're going to go weekly with a, a new show that's kind of like a a, a companion to it. Because right now, it's just a, it's a horror podcast. Um, all right. Well, t- take it easy, man. I'll talk okay. to you later. All right. See you. If you have any constructive comments, movie suggestions, or stories of your own otherworldly sightings or encounters, drop us a line at saucercinemapod at gmail.com.